All right, good evening, everyone. It is Monday, December 4th, 2023, MBA OB Daily Podcast. We are your hosts, as always, Adam Martin, joined by Mr. Big Marcel. Going to recap UFC Austin on, on this uh, edition of the podcast. And then on the next show, we're going to preview UFC Vegas A3. Just two UFC cards left um, for this year. It's crazy, man. We're, we're almost at the end of the year. It's, it's really It's been a really fucked up year, <laughs> to say that. Been a fucked up year, but anyways. Um, Marcel, man, like I'm looking forward to talking about this card with you, recapping it. Give your uh, give your thoughts like on, on everything with you, man. Like, uh, how's your weekend, and, and how'd you like the card? And we'll get into it in a second. Yeah, man, weekend was good. I think it wasn't a good card at all, to be honest. I'm just kidding. It was a great card. Great card. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Weekend was good, man. What can you? What else can I say? Um, I think. Um, yeah, I, I think it was a really good card, man. Um, oh, yeah. from start to finish. Listen, man, I think, the, in my opinion, probably the, the most inter- uninteresting fight on the card was Font against Figueredo. Yeah. And that was a good fight still, you know what I mean? But it was like after two minutes, you knew who was going to win pretty much. So that's why yeah. it didn't really interest me at a certain moment anymore. But, um, yeah, we're good fights, man. I think from top to bottom, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed every fight. Um, yeah. I think it was really good. It was pretty much. It's fun. Normally, when uh, those those fight nights are really good, you're like, it probably only can disappoint, you know. And with this one, there was a lot of hype between this fight night because it was a really good card. I think uh, just like the the Jacksonville fight night card earlier sure. this year, uh, on paper really good, but this one also delivered not just on paper but also actual delivered, you know. So uh, yeah, man, I uh, I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed the whole night, you know. Fucking amazing card. I was going to say, last year they had a UFC Austin card in June. Mm-hmm. And that card was fucking amazing, too. They gave out, uh, I think, like nine bonuses of that card. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Actually, they gave out 11 bonuses. So in this one, they gave out 10, if you include the two Friday nights. And then that one was 11. That was the Josh Emmett Calvin Cater card. That was yeah. an amazing card, too. So, man, if you live in Austin, you've gotten two amazing cards in two straight years. I Just keep going back here, man. It seems that the fighters really step up. You know, for my money, Marcel, I think this was one of the best cards, not only of the year, maybe of all time. I really think so. It, I, it was an it amazing was, card. It was yeah. a really good, man. I, I think may, this is the New York card was great for pay-per-view. You know, a 290 was great as a pay-per-view. But this might be the best Fight Night card of this year. And, and Oh, I think so. I yeah, think so. it was really that good, you know. Super memorable, like so many great fights. Let me get some comments here from the, By the, way, guys in the chat. Well, yeah, go ahead. What's well, funny? I got like like five to ten DM from people yesterday after Michael Chandler posted the Instagram story. Like, dude, are they gonna announce UFC three hundred? I was like, huh? He probably gets a liquor deal or something. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's a liquor deal. <laughs> got tequila. Let's yeah, get some comments from the guys in the chat. We got Glenn. Glenn, you're here first, man. Awesome. Auckland updates. Pato, Joe, what's up, brother? Oh, I know it was a great card, Joe. Craig, what's up, man? All right, let's get into the card. Yeah, amazing card. I mean, really amazing card. Like, let's just go through the fights one by one. Yeah. Um, Armand Saryukian defeats Benil Darius. First round knockout, minute and four seconds. Armand's the real deal. I mean, I didn't have any doubt he'd win this fight. And I, I, I had a definite feeling he was going to knock out uh, Armand. Or, or, or Armand would get the knockout win, I should say, over uh, Benil. Because Benil's been knocked out. This is fifth knockout loss in the UFC. He's a great fighter, Marcel, but he's never had a great chin. I mean, I think we can say that. Um, but regardless, like the like Garmin said, like he did it faster than anyone else, really. So this was amazing. Um, other than Hernandez, I guess a couple years ago, five years ago, Alexander Hernandez, which you still think I think is like one of the flukiest uh fights ever, right? Alex Hernandez against, yeah, I, I said all the time, dude, and no disrespect to Hernandez, but always felt that way, so no, mm-hmm. you know, you know, and I think the question now is Armand, he is um eight and two in the UFC. Do you give him the title shot next, or does he get? Does he have to fight one more time? I mean, he's the problem is ranked up four now. Go ahead, go ahead. Please. The problem is you have three three people who can who, who can argue for a title shot. You got uh, you got Oliveira, mm-hmm. you got Gaethje, and you got Armand. You know, so you you can pretty much say one of the three got the title shot, and the other two can fight each other. Pretty much, mm-hmm. you know. I still yeah. think Ar- I still think Armand should fight Dustin Poirier, and if he wins that, he should fight for a title. Yeah. Um, but Poirier apparently don't want that fight, I think. But now, who wants th- to fight Armand at this point? Yeah, right? but I, I think if you are like uh, one of the top dogs in the division, and listen, Gaethje won his last fight, Oliveira won his last oh. fight, but Poirier lost his last fight, you know. So he should fight somebody under him, in my opinion, and that should be Armand. You know, you gotta at a certain moment those established guys has to have to fight the newer contenders as well. And you see, Gaethje gave Fiziev the chance. 
Gaethje won that fight. He won against Dustin, you know, so all good there. Uh, Oliveira, he fought Darius, you know. He won against Darius, so he's back on track again. So for me, it should be Armand against Dustin. Do I want to see Armand in a rematch against uh, Islam? Of course I want to see that, man. It's a great fight, you know. But uh, there, there are a lot of takers in that division, man. I'd love to see it. I think um, I think Armand looked really good, really sharp. But it was really over quick, you know. It was like yeah. a, a, a jumping knee with, with, with a hook at it, and then he, he finished it on the ground. Do, do you think the knee landed, yes or no? What do you think? The knee? I don't know, man. The, the hook he landed up. Right? <laughs> yeah. Is that we also didn't saw a good angle of it, so you know, yeah. so it's the it's difficult. But um man, overall good win for him, dude. I mean oh, yeah. um yeah, he, I, I'm actually, listen, nothing against Darius, but I'm happy because I felt like Armand when he fought Gamrot that he actually won that fight, you know, and mm -hmm. that fight actually set him back a little bit. He fought yep. after that, he had to fight Damir and he had to fight Joaquim Silva. Yep. And uh, yeah, now he is where he's belong, I think. And uh, I'm looking forward yep. to what's next for him. He's uh, yep. he's one of these exciting young guys in lightweight. So, yeah. Yeah, he's phenomenal. I mean, there's no doubt about it. We've all, we've all liked him since the beginning. Like, I liked him since he came in the UFC and fought Islam in his first fight. Remember, it was a, that was actually fight of the night. That was mm -hmm. uh, a really good debut for him because I think everyone thought he'd get washed, and, and he put up a really good fight. And this is four years later. It will be five years by the time he, he would get a title shot. Five years later. Five years later, you have to wait five more years. So it's not like, you know, it's the next year he's getting the, the rematch. He had to fight ten more guys before mm -hmm. he gets the rematch. He's more than deserving, in my opinion. I also thought he beat Gamrot. You know, a lot. it was yeah. a very close fight, but there was, like, a knockdown in that fight that was missed, I think, by the judges. And I, it looked I like a, four to one. A, a headbutt or something. I had a three to two, but the point is, like, it was a very close fight that I thought he edged out, and mm -hmm. and uh, it did set him back a bit, I think, because he had to fight. You said like Demir, who I think I think Demir was like maybe ranked number fourteen or fifteen. Yeah, yeah, he was. And, and Silva was unranked. Yeah. I want to say Demir is he retired now, or is he still in the UFC? Demir, I, I think he's semi-retired, pretty much. Right. I don't know. Well, regardless. It's just a stud. I mean, think about it. He fought Islam in his debut. He actually fought Olivier Aubin Mercier in Canada in Edmonton in his second fight. Yeah. That that win looks amazing now, doesn't it? That looks like a great <laughs> it win. Definitely does. I know. He, and he also, Joel Alvarez, that was a good win. Matt Frivola, that win looks a lot better now. I, I got to tell you something about this off the record, by the way. Remember me after the podcast. All right, cool. So I got, see, I got the uh, the inside scoop, guys. You don't, you guys don't get it in the podcast. We get, we give you guys as much as we can, but Marcel can't mm -hmm. say everything. Um. Anyways, yeah, no, he looked amazing. I, here's the thing. So uh, it's just tough because they promised Charles this title shot. It's not his fault. He got a cut above his eye. Like, it really sucks. And you're like, oh, we should be more careful. Well, it's still an accident. It could have happened to anyone, you know? The thing is, though, he's already fought Islam and so is Armand. And, but Gaethje hasn't. So I think, for me, I would do Gaethje and, uh, and Islam, right? That's a new fight. And then you could do Armand and Charles. Uh, that's a new fight, too. And then the winner of that would get the rematch with... Uh, with the chance. That's what I, I would do. I, I'd be good with that. You know, I have no problem with it. The thing is just like, I wouldn't have a problem with it if they do Armand against Charles, you know, and if they do Gaethje against, uh, yeah. uh, um, against Maka, uh, Armand against Charles and Gaethje against Makachev. I wouldn't have a problem if they do Armand against mm -hmm. Gaethje and Charles against Makachev. I, I don't mind, yeah. you know. Yeah, but these four, sense. these four are got to be, uh, listen, if, if one of these uh, want to wait, you can get Poirier in it. I don't know, but uh, I think Poirier, if he has to fight, he has to fight Armand, man, you know? And the thing is, like, I was, we had a discussion in the Discord with James, on the James Discord, remember, where we like, listen, man, listen, I have nothing against Dustin, Gage, uh, Dustin Poirier. I think he's an amazing fighter. Uh, he, three years, top fighter, you know? But, man, it's, it's kind of wrong that, that some of these guys were on the top they don't want to fight these younger guys under them, you know? And if you don't want to do that, you shouldn't be ranked, in my opinion. You know what I mean? And I don't say that they should re remove Dustin from the rankings. Absolutely not. But I feel like if, if you lost your last fight, which he did against Gaethje, you know, there is no way he's now getting a fight above him, you know? He has to fight the newer contenders, you know? And, and that's how I feel about it. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, you're not you're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong at all. Um, we'll see what they do. But either way, like, regardless, Armin's getting a huge fight in his next fight. And he's very good. And, and, you know, I think he will fight for the belt uh, again soon. Maybe it won't be the next fight, but we'll fight after that. All right, let's get some more comments. 
10 10 card glad the bonuses because uh, the bonuses glad Uncle Gator wasn't greedy. I, I think they broke the record for like the gate in that arena. That would have been so bad if they broke the record, made a lot of money, and then they're like, yeah, we're gonna give up the four bonuses. Like the card was too good. It was too good of a card. It was just too it was a special card, you know. It really what a special night, I thought, too, Marcel. I will say that too. Like the uh the Stuart Scott um cancer night, I think that's what it was called. Hmm. The video packages they I gotta talk about this for a second. The video packages they put together for Mark Montoya and for Elias Theodoro, phenomenal. Like absolute phenomenal. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, dude. I cried a couple times. I definitely did. I mean, I've been in this sport, I've been involved in the community for almost man, at this point, almost half my life. It's crazy, right? Like these guys are guys that gave their life. Like Mark Montoya is one of the greatest coaches in the sport. Elias Theodoro was an unbelievable guy. You know, it's it's I, I can't believe he's dead still. Like he's the same age as me. He's from Toronto, just like me. He's also Greek, just like me. Like I've met Elias. He's, a, he's such he was such a nice guy. Um, the package they did, and then showing their family in the crowd, dude. I'm not gonna lie, I definitely teared up. It was absolutely uh, a beautiful uh, moment. I thought. I think the UFC hit it on the park uh, that card. You thought so? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, 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 I listened to it, but I didn't watch it because it was tough to watch. Yeah, that was tough, definitely with with his parents oh, were like obviously in much pain about it, you know, and his brother, you know, his younger brother, I think it, it was. Yeah, Michael. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just like listen, and Elias, Elias, always when he was in front of the cameras, always such a positive guy as well, you yeah. know, yeah. and. Uh, I, I I always like Elias. Uh, when I saw him first in the in the I think Tough Nations, he mm -hmm. fought and he won the won the mm -hmm. tournament as well yeah. uh, against Sheldon Westcott in the final. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it just sucks, you know. Good guy, um, always. Uh, yeah, we, we talk about. I, I don't want to tear you up, so yeah, it, it's okay, man. I mean, like I, I I mean I, I just. <clears throat> It's tough. I mean, because yeah. like he's such a special guy, like to me especially, because like I said, mm -hmm. he was kind of one of the when I started covering the sport, he was one of the guys that I first saw. Because I'm looking at his record right now, he fought in Score Fighting Series. When I worked at the Score 11 years ago, 12 years ago, I went to those events, so I got to see him fight in his third pro fight, and then he fought in Bellator. He actually fought three times for Score Fighting Series. So before he was in, I, like you're saying, Ultimate Fire Nations, that's where most people would have seen him first. Mm -hmm. I had seen him on the regional scene in Ontario, you know, so I had seen him when he was a young guy growing up and. You know, going up like uh, the the ladder and then making making the card, and uh, yeah, I just thought the UFC did such an unbelievable job. Like, I, you know, again, you know, we're always talking about the UFC and how they're like this greedy, evil company that just cares about profits. But like, man, they they hit it all the park on this card. Like, they really did. And I'd like to see more of this in the future. You know, I think it you have to bring that human element to the sport because you know there are people at the end of the day. They're not just like cattle that we're throwing into the octagon to you know slay basically Marcel and, and see who fights into the death. Like these are human beings too. They're people with with families, like as we were reminded. Mm -hmm. So, unbelievable video package on, on Elias and, and Mark Montoya too. Like I said, Marcel, like that was shocking too when when we found out he had cancer. You know, I, I know he's in remission now, and I really hope he he's doing better. He's an unbelievable coach. You know, he's a guy that, you know, Cody Brown just talked about him, just how much he means to him and stuff. And um, yeah, I thought they did an amazing job. I know the, some people were talking about like why did the UFC honor uh, Rumble Johnson? I'm not sure, you know, but. Uh, Mm -hmm. They can't. They couldn't do everyone, you know. To be fair, like it's like there's a lot of people that have passed away from cancer. Unfortunately, I would have liked to have seen something for Rumble too, but you know, and, I guess his fa family couldn't make it out that night. Maybe exactly. whatever it was. So I mean, like, you, they can't you just you know. Yeah, go ahead. Go you ahead. don't. You don't know because the family of Elias was there. Family of yeah. Mark Montoya was there. You don't yeah. know if these family maybe maybe let's maybe say this they asked, right? They, yeah. they said maybe the Anthony J Rumble Johnson said, family said like. Rather not, you know, you don't know. It's just guessing yeah. right now. So it's it's we cannot really uh, sure. give him, give an opinion on it, you know. Because I, I don't agree. Know the I, I did think it was funny though. Uh, our boy Zach in the chat in the yeah. Discord chat, he said like, "Well, his family wasn't there, so they'd have to put Egghead's face on the screen." <laughs> that was just like the closest guy to him. There, I thought that was funny. Let me get some more comments here, guys. Uh say Benny is the same as Charles. Uh, that was a bad knockout, but like he's always had a questionable chin, dude. I remember Marcel. I remember like. 2014 is almost 10 years ago. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. On the Roy Nelson big dog card in Abu Dhabi, he fought Ramsey Nijum. And I'm like, oh, man, he's going to destroy Ramsey Nijum. Yeah, and he was not good. And he got knocked out in the first round. I'm like, oh, my God. So I knew at that point that his chin was never that great. And he's been knocked out five times. Now. That's a lot of knockout losses. Mm -hmm. Again, he's fighting elite guys. So it's like you can't take much away from Benny. But at the same time, Benny's also, I think he's 34, I want to say, at this point. He's got family. Like, I don't know how long he fights for anymore, Marcel. I've got to be honest with you. You know, he's a guy that I know he loves the sport. Um, but at the same time, you're getting brutally knocked out. And the path to a title shot for Darius is like, it's improbable at this point. He would have to win 
multiple fights against yeah. elite guys, pulling off multiple upsets. I don't don't see it happening. The fight against Gamrot was his best fight in the UFC. He looked unbelievable in that fight. It was amazing. But I, I think that was the high point of his career, you know? Yeah, so. the problem with Darius is that he's, that he's super legit, you know, but mm-hmm. he doesn't have that star power behind him that no. some of these guys have at lightweight, you know? And he's not the youngest anymore. So but, but I was going to say, his fucking hair, he looks like he's about 60 years old. He looks like my doctor. <laughs> yeah, because he has those, those great parts in it. And, he's, uh, got, he's a silver fox, whatever they call it. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, he's like, he, I think he's like, uh, always he comes across like a super nice guy, a super oh, yeah. uh, intelligent guy as well, you know what I mean? So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I I wish him all the best, but yeah, this is this is really hard for him. You know, two losses in a row. While he was on a good streak, he was on his way for a title shot. But yeah, it's probably not going to happen anymore. Yeah. It sucks for him, you know. And uh, I think yeah. he still beats. We got a question in the podcast in the Dutch podcast earlier today. Like, uh, is Darius done? I think he still beats a lot of guys in the lightweight, you know. But That's the motivation, the, though, right? That's the thing. yeah, for sure. You know, I agree. Okay, it's good score comments. Like, okay, this is a good one. John, I agree with what you're saying. I got to pull this up, John. Can I pull this up? I'm going to pull it up. So John John claims that he's not in the Discord. Now, I want to get your guys' thoughts on this here. I'm going to show it to you. Hold on one sec. I want to get your thoughts because he showed me a picture, and I want to get your guys' thoughts on this, okay? So here's the conversation I had with John. He said, here's the proof I'm not in the Discord. And he sends me this, right? I'm like, okay. And I sent him this guy, this guy. I said, this. I thought this is you, right? This, You know this guy, Marcel? Yeah. And then he said, nope, it's not me. It looks like me when I let my beard and hair grow to homo status. <laughs> and they sent me this picture. That's awesome. Bro, I go, dude, this is obviously you while you're lying to us. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That was just so funny. I had to show that to you. That's Reverend John. I hope you don't Shout mind. Shout out, John. Um, yeah, that was so funny. Armor knocking like a dick in fight week will help his title shot chances, says Glenn. Yeah, that I don't know why he would he would be the one who sent that video. It doesn't make him look like good at all. I mean, he was uh, uh, apparently upset that Bobby called him a boring fight. And I was like, dude, why you care so much about that? You know, I mean, Bobby can say whatever he wants. And the, listen, man, you know, I'm an Armand fan, but the way he surrounded Bobby was was really bad, I think. And and people say, like, Bobby threw the first strike. I was like, Bobby didn't want to let him come close. So he pushed him yeah. away, you know, and I would have done yeah. the same, you know. So uh, yeah. and what after that happens, I don't know, you know, but Armand came up to Bobby, and I think that was bad. You know, he shouldn't have done it. And it's, even what you say is weird that Armin actually released the video, and everybody was saying, like, dude, you better would have not released that part, yeah, you know, because actually stupid. it makes Bobby look good, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I agree. So, I agree. Yeah. Let's, get to, let's, let's get to the comments. We have a lot of fights to cover still. Hold on. We got an hour, though. It's not a big deal. We got, we got a lot of time. This is a great car. I want to, you know, give these fights a chance. Talk about them. Um, Gaethje gave Fizzy have a chance. Yeah, that's true. Charles and Islam wasn't isn't as interesting. Gaethje, is it is it interesting? Really, I, I am interested in it personally. I am, I am because yeah, it probably takes him down. But if it stays on the feet, it's interesting, right? So, oh, I mean, yeah, I thought he said, um, I thought he said something else. Sorry. Yeah, oh, yeah. I thought he, I thought he said the Oliver fight too yeah. first. first, first. J- Jamie, what's up, man? Yeah, it was amazing card. Um, no. Oh yeah, Joe it was definitely curious. Uh, oh yeah, great great card. Michael Pato says, uh, according to Fizz's manager, they offered the Poirier fight. Yes, I saw that. They, yeah, but uh, he also mentioned that they didn't know if Poirier would take the fight. Yes, so. <laughs> I mean, he probably wouldn't have. Yeah, the last thing was tough. It was brutal. Um, Darius and BSD next. I mean, I'm fine with that, but I don't think they'll do it. I don't think they would do. It. Like again, I think I think Poirier and BSD make sense. I, I think Benoit is that guy that he's the wild card. You know, he's the guy that could really be a champ. I think he's that good. It's and again, it's crazy because man, I I kind of wrote him off after that fight with uh, DeSantos. I'm like, man, this guy. Who, just, who didn't? Who didn't? I know. I'm like, this guy is not good at all. Like, what? Who's this guy? And then now he's turned into a fucking stud. So let's go. Uh, <laughs> Ghost, what's up, brother? No, I appreciate you, man. I know you had like a kickboxing fight or something this weekend, man. If you want to talk about it a little bit here, I'll, I'll read the read the comment for you guys, but uh, for everyone. But uh, yeah, let me know. Yeah, John, that's you. Like, you're a liar. (laughs) (laughs) That dude looks exactly like you, bro. Everyone's got a doppelganger, though, Marcel, as they say, right? There's what? Like, how many people are in the world? Like, 7 billion people? Like, or something like that? Hold on. How many people in the world? Yeah, it's 7.8 billion. So, there's got to be someone... There's someone that looks su- like me or you out there. Marcel. Nah, I'd be surprised if there was like a sexy motherfucker like me somewhere There's else. There's some you know? smuck <laughs> out there that looks like you were. So. <laughs> Good night for the Alan Delzies haters. His fighters went all important. I hope James pointed it out on this podcast today. 
Beard to what's up, brother? He says, I know you think hookers are punk, but armor's a punk too. We're talking about green and stuff. Yeah, the, the whole thing was weird. All right. Um, you do the UFC <laughs> can sell the reason on a weekly basis? I do. I they don't need to go back to the apex anymore. I'm 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 after this card, I'm done with it. I really am because it's just so the car the, the, the sport's so much better with the crowd, right? Don't you, th- don't you think? Also, yeah, Marcelli, well, <laughs> my wife, I read this comment. <laughs> they should drop again, Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah, my, my time with uh, with Jennifer Aniston was amazing. Yeah, uh, oh, back in the day. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, yeah, I mean, of course, man. I mean, everybody wants to see uh, arena fights. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, I think they, I think back when when they started with the Apex, everybody was like, "Oh, we can hear the the impact of the punches, and we hear yeah. the corners." And now yeah. we're like, "Shut the fuck up!" That's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no, I, I, even I said that I think too. Like, it's all yeah, like me it too, was, me too. Because you're trying to be like, "All right, it's not that bad," but. Like really, the, the fights in the arena is so much better. Like the crowd gets into it. Like those slams, we'll talk about those in a few minutes. Plus, plus more people can access, and they don't have to ask like fifteen hundred yeah. bucks for seats and that best. For sure, and and word Bart Canyon needs to be signed. All right, let's get through the other fights here. Um, we spent a lot of time in the main event, but I mean it was the most you know important fight. Jalen Turner, uh, Bobby Jalen Turner defeats Bobby Green. Yeah. I have to reply to Crazy Pato about the Fartanian. Sure. You know, sure. Dana probably thinks he is a power slap guy or something. Nah. <laughs> I saw Dana post something saying that like the power slap does more views than Taylor Swift. I mean, this guy is just like, this is, I, saw that. I saw that. This, anyways, I don't even want to talk about that. Um Dylan Turin defeats Bobby Green. Yeah, first off, I don't know how he made weight on, on Friday. So he comes in, it comes up. He look I'm I was I saw you in the chat, Marcel. He looked like a fucking like like a corpse. Bad. On the scale. He looked bad. Yeah, I'm like, damn. He's like dying to make the weight, and then I knew he's gonna miss. Comes in 157. I'm like, okay. There's I was no still chance. Surprised. Of, uh, there's no, no chance. Of, I know. I was like, I thought he coming in at like 159, 160 yeah. because it was so short notice. He's so big. Mm-hmm. He's the same height as me and you, Marcel, but he's half of our weight. <laughs> yeah, like he's like a third of your weight, Marcel. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> so the, the guy comes in and he's just like looks like death on the scale, and then. I'm like, okay, I tweeted about it. I'm like, why did they book this? Like, they shouldn't have did this. And then mm. five minutes later, he comes back and makes the wait. So I don't know. What, I, maybe he took a shit. Like, I don't Appar- understand. Apparently, there was like, a, a, on the on the backstage scale, he was on point, apparently. And when he came to the to the podium, he wasn't on point. So they they did something. I don't know what they did, but uh, apparently he was on point. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, he looked amazing. Um Fuck Kerry Hatley though. What kind of stoppage was this? Like, it's just like <laughs> someone's gonna die. Like, if it's like this, um, I'm just I'm like, wait, I'm like, stop, stop. You know that meme like from Simpsons? Stop, stop. He's already dead. You know that meme? Like, really late stoppage. Yeah, I mean Jalen looked amazing, and I don't blame Jalen at all. Like, you have to keep punching there because it's your job. Jalen's an incredible fighter. He's uh, he's awesome. Um, the last two fights were very close, right, with Hooker and, and, and Gamrot. He lost, but they were very close. Um, he's an unbelievable fighter, man. I, I I don't think his stock really dropped that much from the Hooker and Gamrot fights because they were such close fights. So to me, he's still you know top. I, I, is he ranked in the top ten? If not, he should be because I think he's he not twelve. I think. I think he's. I'm looking at the rankings right now. Again, they, they can they. Okay, first off, he should. I don't know why he's ranked below Benoit Saint Denis. I love Benoit, but what Jalen's did in the division is more impressive. Excuse <laughs> me. And then Dosanjo shouldn't be ranked anymore in this division. Why is he still in the rankings? He doesn't fight at 155 anymore. Yeah. I don't get it. Very, very odd. The uh yeah, he had oh he had a knockout, he had just not TKO, he had a pure knockout. You have anything to say about this fight? The stoppage? Dude, I mean you know when you're under the shower and you, you wash your dick, that's how Kerry Hatley's hat looked to me after that the fight against Green Turner. Dude, come on, man. I mean, what the hell was he even thinking, you know? I mean, I, I can understand if he's a little bit far from the fight, you know, far away from the fight, then it's all still a fault, you know? But he was watching it, man. He was watching it. And even when Turner really knocked down Bobby, it was already over pretty much, you know? He could have stopped there, but... Man, I think like 10, 12 unanswered shots, and he stopped it when Bobby was actually knocked out, completely knocked out. It's like super weird, you know. And uh, yeah, I got I got pretty mad about it, you know, because I also immediately tweeted about it, like, what the fuck is going on here, you know? And you saw a lot of people, you know, a lot of fighters were tweeting about it as well. So um, I saw a lot of pissed off people. And I mean, 
I don't understand it. You know, you can make a mistake. There's always room for mistakes, and it happens, you know. But this one was bad. And I honestly think, I listen, people can make mistakes, but I honestly would think that Refoke carry at least license, dude, as long as he does stuff like this, because this is really bad, you know. I felt like he was just enjoying the fight instead of refereeing it, you know what I mean? And also, like... I, I don't I just don't get it. You know what I mean? I really don't get it. I mean, it could have been worse. And uh yeah, congratulations to Carrie Hatley, dude. You I always had like Herb Dean stoppage with Dalloway against Mortazaliev as the worst one. Congrats, dude. You you took the top to Herb Dean went to the second place yeah. after this. This was really bad. You know, it was bad. It was he's just lucky. Bobby Bobby's lucky he didn't get really seriously injured. He got back up like quickly, which was crazy. He's already in the corner hugging Jalen after the fight. I'm like, holy shit, like he, he woke up from the dead like really quick. Dude, it was Bato bad. was right. Bato was right, by the way, with that last comment. This was, oh, uh, did you guys notice more rage? Or, yes, I absolutely I, I did. The Corey Cheeto, I mean, now they're justified by giving you a title shot, being like, oh, that's what Dana's going to say. He's going to be like, well, it was a split decision. That's what Dana will say when they talk when yeah. people ask him about it, you know? That fight was it was 50-45. But also, nobody fucking asked him about it, you know? Yeah, I mean, no that's, one, that's, yeah. that's something they like I would Cheeto. They like, they like Cheeto. I, I like Cheeto as well, but let's be honest here, you know? know Listen, know. if they did, if they did, Cheeto against Sean O'Malley this month, you know, in two weeks in December, yeah. I would have said, yeah, maybe there is no other contender. Let's do it. But now they're doing a fucking, what's it, March, you know? And did you see the Nelk Boys video where he is at on the board on February originally try to plan in Corey Santagin against Urman Nurmagomedov? That's inexcusable, man, to have that fight likely to have. It's not going to headline, but they wanted that. Santagin, Umar. In February, you know, but in March, we're letting Sean O'Malley fight Vera while Vera lost to Santagen recently. You know what I mean? That's inexcusable. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I agree. I agree. Let's get through this, the, some of these fights. It's, as far as this question goes, I mean, he'll, he's actually not a bad ref in general. He's actually a decent ref. So yeah. he'll rough again, but this was bad. Like, again, he should be punished a little bit by, you know, maybe the next card doesn't ref or something. Because Michael Bell, the, the judge, he just kind of disappeared now. After having one bad scorecard, right? Like, yeah. it's just pathetic. Like that guy, it actually makes me so angry, Marcel. That when you know someone that's really good at their job has a bad night at the office, and it's happened to, it's happened to other people in history. But like Michael Bell is a very good judge, and he had a really shitty scorecard, a very terrible scorecard. He can't justify. That's the thing. Like he wasn't able to justify it, obviously, because they obviously talked to him about it. And he's like, "Well, I, I just had a bad scorecard." But these other refs get or judges get away with these, these shady scorecards all the time. They, this guy, mm. unfortunately, was the, the the guy who took the fall. Sad. Um, was it the same ref? No, it was, it was Jacob no, Montalvo. Montalvo. Yeah. yeah, and also, also Montalvo. Yeah, Montalvo is a better judge, a better referee than he is a judge. By the way, for sure. All right, let's go to the next fight. We, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I don't, don't think we need to spend much time on this one. Davison Figueroa looked great. You know, showed up in great shape. Rob Font. I think he's on a big decline, man. I understand he's fighting like really high level guys that get that, but like, man, this was not a good look for him. But yeah, Figueredo, big win, gets into the top 10. Yeah, it was a good win. It was just, it, on this card, it was such a great card. This was kind of one of the low points on the card, right? Yeah, that's crazy because it wasn't a bad fight, but it was just like, it wasn't spectacular, you know? I think yeah. uh, J Davis and Figueredo, I think the first round was pretty competitive, but Davison landed the harder shots, you know? Yep. Second round, more of the same, but Davison mixed in the takedowns, you know? And uh, Rob had difficulties with it, but he stood up. Third round, completely Davison almost finished him, had a good takedown in a certain moment, controlled him on the ground. I mean, um, yeah, good, good first fight, a bantamweight man for Davis, and I think was a perfect opponent pretty much for him. I picked fun to win, by the way, uh, on forehand. So uh, I, I was like, if Davison wins, probably by finish, but if not, fun takes a decision. Nah, not, not that, nothing at all, you know. Um, very well done by Davison, and uh, looking forward to what's next for him, man. Uh, also got got asked, like, do you think he will be a dominant, dominant at bantamweight? I don't think so, man. I think he's a little bit older already, you know. I think he will do well, you know, but not. I don't see him making a title run, to be really honest. But um, I mean, people are like, let's book him against Piotr Jan. I'm like, yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that would be a great fight. I know they were talking some shit about each other too, right? So that's a good mm -hmm. fight. Chris says, uh, the UFC needs a superstar, Desperate O'Malley. Yeah, that, they're going to give him, you know, well, they're giving him this fight anyways, because, again, the guys he's going to fight coming up are, are a lot tougher than Cheeto. Cheeto's a good fighter, but yeah, this will probably be his, yeah, it'll probably be one of his ear title defenses. Um, 
what Figgy Yarn. And that doesn't mean he'll even win because he fought before he lost, by the way. But obviously, yeah, Figgy Yarn is the fight that makes sense. Figgy Corey, uh, they, they, they already, I think they are doing Corey anymore, aren't they? I saw that. That was on the, 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 um, yeah, but that was on, that was on the wall for the same date as Hermanson against Pfeiffer. So that's not going to happen on that date. But I feel the same way as Pato, man. Probably Umar Corey for Saudi Arabia. Yeah. I don't know anything about it, by the way, but that's also how I feel the UFC will go, probably. Sean Brady defeats Kelvin Gastelum. Kamura in the third round. It was kind of a, I mean, I, I picked him to win. You picked Sean Brady too? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Name, right? We both did. It was kind of a boring fight, honestly. Like, it wasn't the most exciting fight, and then he gets the finish. So I think getting the finish is really big for him because if he just wrote out the decision here, I don't think his stock would have went up that much, even though it was dominant. But the fact he went and submitted him is pretty impressive. So Sean Brady moves to 6-1 in the UFC. I saw Bilal's tweet after. He's like, I thought Sean Brady wasn't that good, though. I thought that was kind of funny. Sean Brady's Bro. really good. I mean, we've all liked him since the beginning, right? So go ahead. Bro, I mean – Pretty did very well, you know, also knocked down Calvin, I think. Um, submitted him, Kimura. But besides, listen, man, you saw Brady had a huge chip on the shoulder, you know, coming yep. into this fight. He was really upset uh, on forehand because people were riding him off. Uh, he had that finger for his mouth when he, when he finished. It was pretty obvious mm -hmm. that he was upset. He called out Ian Gary. But what I really want to see actually, and it's actually weird because I was like pretty sure who I was going to pick in that fight. But I want to see him rebook him versus Jack Della Maddalena, man. The fight should have happened at UFC 290. didn't happen because Brady got that injury. I think it's a really intriguing fight, man. Jack is really good stand-up. Brady's ground game is very solid, you know. I think it would be a crazy clash of styles. And I'd love to see it, you know. And then give Brady a good chance, to be honest. After you see Jack fighting against uh, Basil Hafez, you know, where we had trouble with mm -hmm. the ground game. He still won the fight by split decision. But I think it's a very intriguing fight. And if you see how Brady fought, I think it was a very complete performance by him, a very good performance by him. And, uh, yeah, I'd love to see that fight, man. Sean Brady gets Jack Della Maddalena. Sign me up. Yeah, that fight's good, too. I mean, there's a lot of good fights with Sean Brady. He's, he's very good. Calvin, what the hell do we do with him, though? I mean, he's just... He, he should stay at welterweight, man. I think he... Think so? It, I think he looked looked good on the scale, you know. Oh, he looked it, really it, good. Yeah, 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 it seemed it seemed bad. like he didn't have the same trouble that he had in the back in the back in the day with making weight. And if you and if he's comfortable here, yeah, why not? You know, stay at welterweight. I, do you remember yeah. that when he fought? Um, what's it called? Um, Tyron Woodley and yeah, one eighty. This weight, like yeah, he came in like, and then he went to the hospital or something, and they still let him fight. Like that wouldn't happen now, right? Uh, I, I, I Woodley let him. Yeah, and Woodley let him kept his uh, his uh, how do you say that his percentage. He didn't took his, 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 uh, his, how do you say that? That's money. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, let's see here. Uh, let's go to the next fight. Joaquin Silva defeats Clay Guida. I thought this was a good fight, for, to be honest mm -hmm. with you. It was, it was a competitive fight. Joaquin won round one and three. Yeah. Joaquin's actually, uh, you know, he's, he's decent. His record is uh, six and four in the UFC. He's been in the UFC for almost 10 years now, um, eight years. So it'll be his ninth year next year. And then obviously Clay's been there, I think almost 20 years now, right? For Clay. <laughs> uh, I shouldn't say 20 years. Actually, it's the 16th year, though. I mean, that's it's impressive. It's long. 2006, he made his uh, debut with some guy named Justin James. Not that Justin James guy that bet his purse and lost uh, against Charles Rosa. The different guy. And I almost said Charles Hosa, by the way. It's Rosa because he's not Brazilian. <laughs> but anyways, no, I thought this was a good fight. You know, Clay, again, you know, still tough. Still very tough. I thought he'd get finished multiple times. Like, he got hurt. Both guys got hurt. Again, they didn't get a bonus. I would hope the UFC slipped him a little bit something. I thought this was a really good fight. I don't know, man. What do you think? I, I really like this fight. What Definitely a fun fight. I mean, yeah. listen, dude, you know I love Walk by Pantera. So, you already oh, that got was me That an amazing off. entrance. Amazing. Yeah. And his brother, I, I, Jason. That, if, if I was your quarterback, I would slap you so hard, Marcelo, before you walked in. Greta's just an animal, man. It's great, you know. <laughs> and uh, the, the thing is, like, I, I heard many people couldn't watch that entrance because people got commercials over where, where oh, they're watching. I don't know. So, uh, yeah, I uploaded it on the, <laughs> on Twitter so people could see it. It's, it's a really fun, fun, uh, entrance yeah. by Guida, you know, yeah. but the fight fight was great, man. You know, I think, um, I think it was very competitive. I gave, uh, I, I gave Joaquim the first and third round, the second round gave to Guida. Was it just a fun fight? You know, I think it was the right winner and, um, yeah, looking forward. It's like, I, I would say put Guida on the UFC 300 card what he wants. And, P, and you know, I was thinking Jim Paul Felder, but 
Why not the rematch between Jim Miller and Clay Guido? Why not? You know, I mean, that'd be a good fight in UFC 300. I think that'd be a great fight. You know, personally. Oh, we got our boy Antoine here. What's up, brother? I What's up, man? Antoine, I feel like I haven't seen you much in the chat. You're still in there in, in the Discord chat. We don't see you much in there anymore. Football as well, man. Um, opening up the main card, Dustin Stoltzfus submits Puna Torian. It's always a surprise in every card. I never saw this coming, man. I would have lost all my money if I put that. I know. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I did have him as a bet, so that wasn't good. <laughs> it, it is what it is. I mean, I just didn't expect this. Like, Puna, I think he's getting, late cut. Buster. he's getting cut, right? You think, Puna? I hope not. Listen, the thing is with Puna, normally when he fights, it's always entertaining, you know, but has looked good as of lately, dude. And um, I, I remember that the only fight he, he won, I think, was against Dalcha, right? In his last yep. four or five fights. And was also yep. a comeback win, if I remember correctly so it's uh i don't know man what, what's with puna i always thought he was and, and i still think he's a fun fighter but for some reason he didn't get it clicking for some reason right now and the thing is i don't think he looked bad in the beginning against stoltz but he got knocked down at the buzzer Ooh. in the first round and after that he, he didn't look like himself anymore in the second round and uh yep. man i'm at the same time i'm happy for stoltz man six fight in the uc finally a second win you know yep. and uh, good for him yeah yeah, I was watching his post fight interview. He's he talked about like he's a guy with if you watch his interview, he he's clearly a guy that has low like confidence for whatever mm -hmm. reason. And and it's actually kind of hard to watch because like I've been there before and when you're when you're kind of like when you're fighting yourself, that makes life so much harder. And he talked about how like he's been so frustrated because obviously the record, but he's had COVID four times. So that's why he's had all these canceled fights and he's been so like inconsistent with his uh, in, in, inability to, to fight that often. Mm -hmm. He's had COVID four times. I had it once and it was terrible. I can't even imagine having it four times. And he had long COVID too. So, I mean, honestly, man, even though this would hurt me in the wallet, I was happy to see this guy get a win because he seems like a decent guy. But yeah, you know, Marcel, I'm just disappointed with because I think this was a clear setup fight for him and he shit the bed. He shit the bed and I, I think he's getting cut. I, I think so. So, um, this is funny though. By the way, yeah, the army. Yeah, they gotta do that. Bring uh, Rob Van Dam out from. Uh, remember, I don't know if you watched ECW back in the day. No, but I know what I know what he meant. Yeah, oh, yeah. E ECW was fucking amazing. I don't watch wrestling anymore, but back in the day, ECW. I thought it was like super real and stuff. They had like barbed wires and like, the, the, the guy, the Raven, and all those guys. Man, it was fucking amazing. Torian was a few favorite losing better's money. Yeah, well, I got caught speeding this time. So Antoine's been busy. Yeah, no, I understand Antoine. I hope you're hope you're doing well though, brother. Puna got signed the same. The Dana White Contender Series episode that Brendan got snubbed for Tane takedown. Did he really? Oh my god, that's that's funny. Yeah, Brendan and, and Dolce's is good. Okay, let's go to the next fight. We both picked there Misha Tate. We just didn't trust her, but we should have because my god, did I not say though she should have been the favorite? I mean, that didn't make any sense. This, yeah. I just didn't have any confidence, you know. But man, this was a wash. Misha Tate third round submission, thirty-two to three in strikes, significant strikes landed. Total strikes one hundred and twenty-seven to eleven. 10 and a half minutes of, of control time. This fight wasn't close, but here's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't think it's, it's like a, a fight that's like, Oh, she's back and she's going to be a contender again. I just think Julie Alvius is not that good, man. What do you think though? Yeah, man. I, I don't want to say anything bad about Julia because she's really, really fun. Sure. She's a cool, uh, she's fun cool person. But like, yeah. But, yeah. but she, she looked, it pretty much looked like, um, she she came back worse than she she was, you know. And I don't think she was worse, but she was like pretty much mid level, you know, in in the UFC. But I, I know she she got she was, she was pregnant, you know, and she got injured yeah. also. So a uh, long a long time not fighting, but didn't look good at all, man. Uh, pretty much didn't know what to do. Um, good for Tate, you know. But I feel the same way as you, man. I think Tate uh, did well. But I don't see her winning against. How do you guys say that the upper echelon of the division? So um, yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I don't think Tate will be a champion or anything close. And she asked for the Holly Holm fight at UFC 300. And I mean, why not make that fight? You know, do it. Why not? Um, I think Holm likely wins the fight, but do it. Yep. No, I agree. Um, they might do that. By the way, Zach, as long as you don't make it a five rounder. Yeah. Yeah. Zach, what's up, brother? ECW for life. That's a Philly. That's a Philly promotion. It was. He's just say a post fight. He would say injured me the first take up. I don't know. Man. I don't think it would matter. Like I'm looking at the fight with Eubank. The stats are, like identical. You know, right. almost again ten and a half minutes of control time, and that's the kind of the fight I was looking at as the blueprint for this one. All right, let's talk about these next two fights in succession here because <laughs> I don't know how this happens. So Drakkar close destroys Joe Lucky with a bot with a power bomb, and then Cody Brundage does the Zach Reese right, right next fight. 
one minute and 41 seconds, one minute and 49 seconds, back-to-back fights. There's never been two slam knockouts on the same card ever in UFC. There's only been, like, I think 14 now, right, in UFC history. And they and then back-to-back and basically at the same time, unfucking believable Both amazing knockouts. Like, And you knew they both get a bonus because you can't not give those slams bonuses. I, I can't believe it, Marcel. Any, any thoughts? I'm just still like I'm still in disbelief. This happened back to back. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, it was. I think it's amazing. By the way, nothing against Zach Reese, but dude, I was so happy for Cody Brundage, man. Sure. I mean, the dude is such a nice dude. Um, I talk to him sometimes. He's such a nice guy. He got a lot of shit over him after that Malcoon fight, you know. I also think and, that uh, fight with Cedricus Dumas was also really bad, man. Yeah, yeah, and he knew, he knew that. He's like, fuck, dude, I, I feel so good in the gym, you know, and it doesn't come out for some reason. And now, finally, he he got a bit... This is a big win for him, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And yeah, uh, he sure. also, I think, he, lo- he lost his granddad on Wednesday, I think. So, um, that's, that's terrible. That's so sad, yeah. man. Fuck. Yeah. You know? And yeah, I, I'm just so happy for him, you know. And uh, listen, also yeah. Drakkar close. Uh, so lucky did well, man. He com- immediately took it to the ground, you know. But uh, close uh, got loose, got up, got uh, on top, and he had him in an armbar, you know. And he actually, yeah, perfectly uh, lifted him and on the side of his head. Um, I think Drakkar close deserves a top 15 guy or either somebody close to the top 15. Uh, he's a super underrated guy, man. And uh, yeah. I, Look really good, and uh, it's just just two great finishes, you know, great for Drakkar. But yeah, like I said, man, I'm extra happy for Cody because uh, I think he's a great guy, and uh, I'm happy he got the win like that. No, I mean uh, that was that was a good that's a good win for him, um, very good win, and, and both guys. I mean, it's unbelievable. This card was so good, and like these slams, like unbelievable. Yeah. I was I was like, holy shit, and then it happened again, crazy. Walking Buckley Gosselin, um, sure, but I want to say, didn't Buckley win his last fight? Or am I wrong? I can't remember now. Did he win his last fight? Buckley? Yeah, against um, against who did he fought again? It's so sad. There's so many fights we can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> he fought recently, actually. I think I, right? know, I forgot. Let me double check. Was it was it Pialu or was it someone after that? Morono. Uh, Morono. Morono. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was the one. Um, close for Besky, yeah, or for Besky Dober. Actually, has Close fought Dober yet? That would be a good fight, wouldn't it? I don't think he's fought him, has he? Close and no, Dober? That would be a good fight. So. Jakar and Ferrer is good, too. That's also a good fight. All those fights are good. Diego Ferreira is really good, but he doesn't fight that often. Adolfo Velato defeats Ihor Pateria. Knockout, second round. A fucking amazing fight. Fucking amazing fight. I know it was sloppy, but like a lot of heart by both guys, man. They're both... It's like one of those fights to the death. Velato <laughs> goes like... Because like, I don't remember anything. <laughs> and that... What's his name? Uh, the interpreter guy, um, Fabio, starts sure. laughing. He's just yeah, laughing. Sure. Right? He didn't need him anyway. So he, he speak. He spoke good English. Um, he's like, "Oh, is it my dreams as I was a little boy to, to fight in the UFC?" And now like, hey, I don't remember it. <laughs> I thought that was funny. I think a great fight. Like Ehor was destroying him, though. I can't believe this guy came back and won. It, like John said, his chin was ridiculous. Like his ability to withstand punishment was unbelievable. Um, I'm glad Dana gave these guys bonuses. I think they both deserve it. I really do, man. Um, and guys like this, Marcel, we always talk about it, like not that the guys in the main card shouldn't or the main events and stuff, but the guys in the bottom end of the prelims, these are the guys that really could use that those funds. And I think this guy, both these guys, really, really earned it in this fight. I, I, I love know. this fight, man. Go ahead. I tell you, Bellator will be on the main card next time in the UFC. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, his contender series fight was crazy already against Talia. You know, he also got tagged early. And this one, dude, uh, this, Bellator is kind of a guy, you know, when you go, like, to uh, to Brazil, you know, and you go to, like, a, an area where not living a lot of people and you have to fight, like, the strongest guy from from the from that 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 town, you know, and he comes in front and he has that steel chin. You cannot get him get him out. It's like that was crazy. He took so many shots. Yeah. Um, Poteria couldn't put him out, and then uh, smart by Bellado, you know, because I don't think his shots were as hard as Poteria were on the ground, but he just kept going. You know, he didn't stop. And Poteria was like one shot at all, one shot again, you know. And Bellado just kept kept how do you say that unloading on him, you know, and yeah, um, yeah. I mean, gr- great fight, amazing fight. Definitely deserve fight of the night, and in my p- opinion, maybe winner or contender for comeback of the year as well. You know, it's up there. I mean, it was an unbelievable comeback. It was an unbelievable fight. 
the thing was the Ivor, he just he basically blew his load, right? Because he couldn't finish him and then he got exhausted. But like most guys would get finished from that. So also let's be really honest. If Montalva would have stepped in at a certain moment, I don't think anybody would no. would have said I thought he was that. going to be honest. Yeah. And, and then you know, he, actually I'll give the rough credit. He did a good yeah, job. Yeah, me too. Jerry Gooden submits Wellington Tournament. Unbelievable. You know, another guy I'm really happy to get a bonus because he's also kind of been one of these guys that's been on the periphery of UFC. Yeah. He's been a guy that's struggled and also struggled to make weight. He came in, he made weight like with the with the uh, with the what, what's it called the um, it's not the towel. What's the thing called the box of shame? Yeah. yeah, he made it though and goes in there and, and not, I thought he was going to knock out Wellington, but he submitted him. So that's unbelievable. And Wellington is getting cut, right? I would say. He's 3-6 and six in the UFC. The, the weird thing with Wellington is that he looks better every time I see him fight, but for some reason, he got a suspect chin. He got a suspect chin. is you know? not that good. No. Yeah. I, I thought it was funny, though. Like uh, I was watching Gooden's interview, too, and he goes like, Someone asked him, like, what do you think of having like Alex Pereira in his corner? He's like, Well, he's like, I always think it's funny when these guys have these like UFC champions in their corner. It's like, bro, these guys can't fight for you. Like, you have to fight for yourself. So I thought that was funny. But yeah, good for good. And then the first fight of the card, Veronica Hardy wins a split decision over Jamie Lynn Horth. I was wrong about this one because I thought Jamie Lynn would win the Me fight. Too. I gotta give Veronica credit. She won the first two rounds. I agree. Not 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 a great fight, you know, personally. I, I mean, I would yeah. say I I don't know. It was an okay fight. It wasn't bad, but I, I think for for I think Hort didn't look bad, you know. And I think Veronica Hardy. Let's uh, we got to give her credit, man. She sure. didn't fall for three years. She came back. She won against Juliana yeah. Miller pretty convincingly, and she defeated Hort, who was undefeated. So I think, um, yeah, I think it does. And also, can we talk about Veronica Hardy before she met Dan Hardy? She always had like like that. That nasty, uh, very unpleasant look on her face. She's—I think she was. She's a nice girl, but she really looked like she, she wasn't happy. And now, when she since she is with Hardy, she looks like she's much happier. She's waving to everybody. She's like super. Uh, ha she looks just very happy in a happy place, you know. And I think that makes a fighter better as well, you know. And uh, man, Bisping with his crazy comment—I don't know if you heard that. I heard it. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's not wrong yeah. though. He's not, no, he's not wrong. No, he? true, but but I was like, come on, dude. Uh, he was like, yeah, he she's train she's now training with her husband Dan Hardy. She's always in bed. She's also in bed with him. I was like, yeah, obviously, dude. <laughs> you know? So, uh, but yeah, I'm happy for, for 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 Veronica, man. I I always felt like she 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 she's pretty she's pretty decent. She had that, she has that win over Poliana Viana, right, with the armbar. Remember, and that was like for a long time her only win in the UFC and. Uh, yeah, it's crazy though. Like, like when Dan was fighting GSP, she was like 15 years old. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Like Dan, <laughs> that sounds so wrong, but it's not wrong no, because I, I they mean, do bad you know after, yeah. That's the thing, though. As you get older, it doesn't look as bad now. And, and obviously, yeah. they made each other when they were adults. It's not like the Pat Perry situation whatsoever. Uh, uh, do, close to that. <laughs> do you want it to make that bridge to uh, to the Ian Gary situation, Adam? Is that what you were trying? Yeah. Oh, God, <laughs> Jesus. No, because I mean, I think good for Dan. He's 41. He's got a 27 year old wife. That, yeah, yeah, you know, for sure, for sure. You know, pretty good. Fight. Fighter, apparently and she's i think she's one of the better looking fighters too so good for him man i mean nothing else to say about that but i always liked dan hardy as a fighter man i thought he was great yeah i want to say he used to be married too i think this is his second wife right i, I want Possibly. to say i'm not sure i i'm for sure he had some he was with someone else when he was in the ufc that's what so i'm saying maybe to... they weren't married or something but either way good for him and, and the comment for this thing was so funny Oh god, I don't want to read that comment from Doctor Updates. Hardy came plus one eighty. Yeah, I saw that. That's, <laughs> I, that's... You, you should show it, dude. Come on, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not saying it though. Anyways, um, that was it for UFC uh, Austin. The recap. Okay, so out of ten, I would give it a ten. I give it a ten. Nine point five. Yeah, you're hard to please. No, I'm <laughs> it, it's not. Uh... <laughs> It was an amazing card. You know, I, I just don't think it could have really gotten any better. I guess it always could be better, I guess, but man, I don't think it really could have gotten too much better. It, I, that was I really it was, good. Yeah, it was fucking unbelievable. Um, you wanted to talk about the Ian Gary thing? I, do we need yeah, to? Yeah, why not? <sighs> no, I, I got to say, man, I, I was laughing when uh, Rebecca Bisping, the Bisping's wife, <laughs> was replying to it on, on, the, on the podcast. Bisping tried to, it was like c continually for hours there was comments about it and he didn't reply to it, you know. And then his wife, Red One, is like, yeah, but she likes the attention. <laughs> I was like, okay. And he was, oh, no, <laughs> don't say that. I don't think he's wrong at all. It seems like they like it, but I know that... Uh... I know they, they think they both made their Instagram private. Honestly, Marks, I don't really care about that much, you know, at this point. But, like, go ahead. Honestly, go ahead. Um, 
I feel the same way, you know. But the thing is, like, there are people like they don't understand why, why, why fans and fighters go after Ian Gary. It's because of the behavior, guys. I mean, he's the way he acts towards fighters. After the Song Kanan fight, he won. He posts a picture of Song Kanan like, uh, "That's what what you get after uh, signing a contract with me." I take that personal. That kind of stuff is just annoying. The Neil Magny, which he tried to to paint him off like like a child beater, pretty much. He over over exaggerated it, in my opinion. You know, uh, the the Jeff Neil thing with with the with the mock shot. I mean, we can go on, go on. You know, at, at a certain moment when oh. fans or fighters can get back at you they will you know and i don't say it's a good thing but it happens you know i'm just looking at the comments on, on his wife's like instagram right now they're so brutal dude like they, yeah, they I know. posted a video of him and his son and someone wrote who is the father <laughs> like, it's so i saw that man i saw that bro this is fucking brutal but but but, but you know what it is kind yeah. of karma that like people are saying right because yeah. the thing with with with, with magni i mean that's you, you know what the funny thing is adam yeah he says like I, I don't care about it, but you put everything on private. You care about it. You know what I mean? And and the thing is, at a certain moment, it's a little bit more like uh, not a lot of people say anything about it. And then his wife posts an Instagram story about it again. And then it starts again. So it's like, if you don't want to have this the whole time around, don't do it. Do it. The presser at 296 is going to be absolutely nuts. And I, I, I wonder if... I wonder what the UFC is going to do because you know the UFC likes Gary a lot, so maybe they're going to do something else. I wouldn't be surprised, you know. Maybe they don't let Gary in the same room with, for example, a Colby Covington or a Leon Edwards. You know what I mean? Or oh, maybe they do. Mad shit about him. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're going to sure. put this guy in, in his place. You know, again, he's a good fighter, though. There's no doubt. Like he's a very good fighter. Oh, but... he's a good fighter. He doesn't need that shit. Also, you I know? know this is tough uh, though, man. Because I'll tell you right now, if he if he loses this fight to Luke, it, I mm -hmm. think it's going to be very difficult to bounce back mentally. Mm -hmm. I, I'll tell you right now. Like a week before Christmas, he goes and loses this fight after all the shit the fans have been talking to him. And and again, just like some people were saying, it's it's kind of karma for, for all the comments he was making about um, you know, Magni and a few other people. Although I, I will say this too, Magni, you know, I saw his interview with James, you know, he, he's yeah. he's in a child custody thing and he's saying yeah. like they're using the comments against them, which which they would, because I'm in a child custody thing right now. Yeah. Exactly. Dude, they use everything they can. Like any text message you've ever sent, any phone call you've made. I, I was thinking it, about it, you when I saw this. Saw well, I did. The, here's the thing: I didn't. I never like touched my kid. Ever. No, no, I, no. And, and, you know, I know he said whooping, spanking, whatever. I've never done that, right? Mm -hmm. So, thankfully, because his comment was, you know, taken out of context, I guess. And yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, but again, they use it against you. I know this now. Like any text message you said that it, it could be. Any like I haven't actually I've I've read all the text between me and my and, and my ex I can't really talk about it right now because yeah. it is in court but I don't really believe that I've said anything that bad thankfully but I mean if I had I'd be screwed you know so yeah. unfortunately you you go and clip that headline and say you know Neil Maggie said he whooped his his, his uh, son's ass and they're gonna throw it in the court for sure and be like hey look he admitted to child abuse they're gonna say that that's what they're gonna say yeah, so. You know, I think Neil's a, a decent guy, but he made, he's the one who made that comment. And, you know, he is taking the high road about it right now. I saw his interview with James, and he was like, hey, you know, um, uh, you know, I actually don't have any ill will towards Ian. And I actually feel – he actually said he feel bad, felt bad for Ian, which is good because it showed that Neil's taking the high road. But I'm telling you, man, these lawyers are fucking ruthless. Anything you say will – and you will use – can and will – you know they say that, Marcel? Anything yeah, yeah. you say can and will use it, they do. Anything you've ever said, like comments you've made years ago, they'll use against you. It's beyond fucked. And, and you know, like I said, I don't think I've, I've said anything that bad. So I, I, I think I'm a little bit lucky. But had I been an idiot and, and, and wrote some stupid shit, I mean, it, it could be a lot worse. So, mm. yeah. So, but yeah, no, it's, it's it's just brutal, man. The whole trial, it fucks you up. Like, I mean, I know Neil's fighting, um, uh, he's fighting a Mike Ballot in trial, Mellet, right? Yeah. So Mellet, we'll see. Mellet. Um, how he uh, bounces back from that because it's it's something that really affects your mental capacity because you're always thinking about it right because it's your kids mm -hmm. unless you're a shitty dad or a shitty mom you don't care about your kids but I think Neil seems to care about his kid I love my daughter I think about her all the time you know so again I wish I could talk about it more guys but it's just like I I'm in, I'm in the middle of the court thing right now so I I, I really can't say too much um, 
that's hope you can, in the future you can say more on this. I'd love to. I can't. I can't wait till it's over, and then I can actually. It's kind of like you know, like I know Jamal Hill was kind of saying the same thing. I haven't been accused of any of that stuff, but like Jamal, oh, we was should like, talk about wait. that as well. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about that. Like he said that you know, there's he said he's going to talk about it next year. He said I can't wait for my day in court, and I'm going to talk about what happened. And I feel that you know, but at the same time, we'll say this. So the headline for TMZ. When it says domestic violence, automatically I saw the headline I'm like, oh, he must have beat up his wife, right? Because that's what you think. That's what you think. And then you read it. And it's that's a fucked up thing. It's 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 fucked up. Now I will say this: that is technically domestic violence too. Yeah, of course, that. but yeah. That, the like, the like, headline reads. I know. I know. Like I said in the Discord chat with James, you know, I understand there's also domestic violence, you know, but at the same time, TMZ knew what they were doing, you know, and yep. um, that that's the thing. You you could have like. Put there like it's a it's a with his brother, you know. Now you have to what or you have to click the article, which they obviously want uh, before before you know what what really up. And you know, a lot of people like seventy percent on Twitter only read headlines and don't read the actual article, you know. So, um, and also, I'm really like against framing people when it's not like yet. It's not proven, you know what I mean? So, absolutely, and, and that, that's the thing. You should be innocent until you're proven guilty. Yeah. You know, so I will say I'm, this though, as I'm finding in the family law thing, it's almost like you're have to, it's the other way around. You have to prove your innocence. It's kind of fucked up. That's what Jamal's doing right now, basically. You know, although he's not talking, he's just like, I can't say anything about it, which is smart. You know, you can't that's say anything why, about it. And that's why I can't stand these people who already have something against Jamal. We're going to use this shit against him now, you know? Yeah. Nothing has been proven yet, and I'm also talking yeah. to you, MMA Joey. Um, what did Joey I say? Mean, I didn't even see uh, He was on Twitter. He was like, so domestic violence, what about if if, if he raped his brother? So it wouldn't be rape. I saw that it's tweet, like, yeah. It's like, it's like so annoying, you know? You I know, mean, Joey's, the dude, the dude obviously... Clicks. Yeah, for Cloud, but still, he has a problem yeah. with Jamal Hill. I Listen... Yeah. I had my my travels with Patty Pimblett. You know, if Patty Pimblett gets gets accused from domestic violence, do you think I'm going to do that? I'm not going to even reply yeah. probably to it. You know, yeah. so I I really hate that kind of stuff, and that's why I also pretty much called him kindly out on the Discord chat, like stupidest right. tweet ever or something. You know, I don't like that kind of shit. You know, if you have a trouble with a fighter, don't try to get extra ammunition when nothing is proven yet. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's how I see it. No doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what happened with Jamal situation. He's obviously been advised by his lawyer not to say anything. That's the smart thing to do, you know. Um, and he's and Jamal's got money, right? He's a UFC champion. He's not yeah. he's not broke. He's got some money. He's obviously got a good lawyer that's going to help him out. And uh, I I have a feeling that nothing's going to come out of this with Jamal. That's what I think is going to happen. I think it's going to be something where he goes to court and they come to some sort of like agreement and that's it. And you might, you know what, you might not even ever hear the details of actually what happened. I think that might be part of it too. Yeah, You, you don't know the family situation as well. You know, you yep. don't know yep. if they got in a fight and yeah, maybe I, I, I just say hypothetically, he punched him, you know, and his brother is like, okay, now I'm going to call the cops. And then he's going to, he, then he actually punched him. I don't say that it happened. I'm just saying like it could. Allegedly. You know? Allegedly, you know. And then he got some mugshot and people are like, yeah, yeah, you know, he's, he's that fighter. He probably would have done it. And, and we know Jamal. Jamal is kind of emotional sometimes, you know, when he talks, you know. So people are already like, yeah, that's, that's pretty possible. I hate that, man. I always hate that when somebody got accused from something that is maybe not, which is possible true, but it's not proven yet, you know? Yeah, I know. If nothing is proven, you sh should still give the benefit of the doubt to the person yeah. who got accused from something, you know? That's how I feel about it. I, 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 I feel I feel in normal day society, when something like this happened, people who got accused of something are already being like, how do you say that? Prosec prosecutor or whatever, without even having proof, yeah? And, and honestly, when you see it, it's tough to not to sometimes. I remember that there's that picture in baseball, Trevor Bauer, all these you know, allegations came out about him sexually uh, assaulting women. And there was like multiple women and you're like, holy shit, this guy's a scumbag. Right. But mm -hmm. then it comes out that the lady lied about it. Right. And what happened to him? He lost his career in many ways. Like he doesn't pitch in MLB anymore. Um, and I think he pitches in Japan or Korea now or something, but he lost a lot of money, you know, obviously. So it, it's one of those things, man. And again, as a, as a fan, and as a person, you see that headline and you, you kind of think, yeah, this guy's a scumbag, but really you don't know the full story, right? And and the truth is, Marcel, as time goes on, especially after the whole Me Too movement and everything, you're seeing this a lot more now with people coming out and saying all this stuff. But I'm on the on the side now where I'm 
taking a more different approach to it. And then I'm like, okay, let's just wait for all the facts to come out. So that's of why course. I try not to make comments about this now. Because you know, I think, go ahead, yeah. But these, these women would do that to men. Those are the real devils, dude, you know? I know, and, bro. And, and they the, want to the destroy their lives. And, and the actual women who got actually raped or got domestic violence. It's, it's a real, them, you know? it's a real, I think it's a real slap in the face to the real victims. Yeah, when they, when exactly. Women that aren't, or not even women, it could be men too, like in Jamal's case, right? Like, I, we I, don't know what happened there, so I don't want to talk about him, but I, just saying, like, men, there's men that are, you know, accused women or other men of domestic violence, right? But again, it destroys people's lives because when you hear this, you're like, oh, fuck DV. Oh, that person's a fucking scumbag. But again, you don't know the whole truth, right? And, you know, again, I'm just, I'm going to try, in the, in, from going forward, and I have been for a while, just take a uh, more cautious approach. And like West Coast said, this is exactly what it says. Yeah. And I saw the thing, I seen the mugs on TMZ. Like, I opened my phone up, right? I just I was just out that day, opened my phone up, like, holy shit. Because that's what you think. But that's not what it was. And I'm not no. saying whatever happened to his brother, like, whatever. I don't know what happened there. Obviously, none of us do. Hey, man, we don't know what happened. And, and listen, men can also be the victim of it. There's no doubt. But I just think the way they, they wrote that headline, they were trying to get people to click on it. Exactly. Like, that's what they were trying to do, to be like, holy shit, he's a fucking wife beater. That's what they wanted with that headline, right? Yeah, yes or yeah no? but you, and then you have those uh, fucking SJWs uh, on, on the internet who are like, yeah, but do you want to say that when it does it to his brother, it's not that bad? We don't say that, you know, that if if that happened to his brother, if it's that it's not bad. But there is a huge difference by beating up your brother and beating up your wife you know and it's still bad boats you know it's still bad at both you know but that's a huge difference you know imagine if, if you have to think about it you know if you are if you are married for example and you got in a fight with your brother you know and later comes out you indeed hit your brother then people saying like damn dude that that's not good now imagine the same thing happens, but you beat up your wife. You might lose everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's a big yeah. difference there. So I ended with this. I'm just going to end it, this conversation. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. Excuse me, guys. Um, have you noticed women can libel getting abused by men? Nothing happens to them. Yes, I've noticed that. It's yeah, not it's really fair. Bad. It's not right. It's not right. Anyways, I think we had a good discussion about it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Again, like... It's just, it's one of these things, man. It's, it's, you know, the way society is these days, people are quick to judge. And, you know, to be honest, Marcel, okay. I, I, I've been quick to judge too, you know, and I'm, yeah. I'm being very, and, and you have too. We all have, we all have, but we all need to be a little bit more careful, I think, going forward because, again, we don't know the, all the details of these things. And, and until we do, and you never really find out, right? You never really <laughs> truly know the truth. Cause I'll tell you this, Marcel, there's, yeah. there's the two sides, yeah. right? And then the truth's in the middle. Yeah, sometimes, also not always. You know, there's people <laughs> yeah. who can definitely lie, you know what I mean? Well, people are you, good liars. There's a lot of people who are good liars. You know, and yeah. I'll tell you right now, the justice system, I'll tell you right now, I think it really takes advantage of people that are honest. I think it, it eats people up that are honest. The best thing you can do, and they always talk to people about this in like police shows and stuff, mm. remain silent. Like the lawyer yeah. tell you to shut up. You really yeah. should. There's a reason they say that to you. You know what I mean? Because again, everything can and the will twist, be used against you twist for shit, in court. Yeah. And I think Neil Magny is a perfect situation of it. Like, again, mm. I just think Neil shouldn't have said that stuff. It was a mistake on his part. He made a fucking mistake. And it's going to be used against him in court. He's talking about James in his interview. You know, it's, it is what it is. Just be careful what you say, you know. But I'll tell you this too. Like, I mean, at the same time, you know, if, if you're a lawyer and someone does say that on the other side, I don't blame you for, for taking advantage of it either. You know, their, their job is to, to help their client. So if the other client says something stupid, you know, even if it's taken out of context, you know that's their job. So do you do I, you know? Go do you know the thing that I remember with that one championship guy who won his trophy and that the like that the uh, the 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 ring or octagon girl comes next to him and he's like uh, uh, puts his arm around her and he's like he's like give her give her a hug you know sure. and she is like stay stay away from me pretty much and then I think he got accused for sexual harassment or whatever and then in this next fight you know he won. And then the miss comes to him again, and he's like, "No, stay away from me." He keeps his hands on his back, you know. And she comes close to him, and he just he keeps running around the around the cage because he doesn't want to be close to her because he's like, "I'm not gonna get another shit after me," you know what I mean? So, I yeah, you gotta be so so. Uh, how do you say that? Uh, uh, yeah, how do you say that? So mm -mm, these days, I, I don't get the word right now. You gotta be so uh, on on your on your. 
suppose. Yeah, yeah, on these days with all these kind, these kind of things, you know, and uh, yeah, sucks, dude. But yeah, what can we Anyways, say? We I, should, I, you should end. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay. I think we had, we had a good discussion here. It's always a good discussion. Yeah. So, hmm. yeah, just be careful what you say. That's that's really and careful what you do. You know. Anyways, I think that was a really good discussion. Um, we're gonna get out of here. We're gonna start a new podcast in a second, guys. We'll go through the UFC Vegas uh, eighty three. I've the right topology uh order right now you do okay i want to give a quick shout out to uh mayodsburger.com which obviously is our home make asked you to plug the new uh part of the website that uh oh i'm trying to find it right now the new tail of the tape i want to just show you guys this so this is on the website nick asked me to do this and i want to do this for him so he actually asked me last week and i forgot i felt bad but here we go so there's a new part of our website the new tail of the tape and it's pretty cool. And Nate Latshaw, I think you know him, Marcel, from Twitter. Um, he does this really cool tail of the tape thing. And you can, like, it, it just help, it helps you break down your fights. You know, like, I, I think that would be the, the thing you could say. So it's a it's a cool feature. I don't know if it's working right now perfectly, but uh, I can close this. I don't know why I have it open. But, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty cool. Um, but I, I, um, Nate's a guy that's, uh, you know, a, a data scientist, I think. So. Want to give him a shout out. Anyways, Marcel, we're gonna start the new. Oh shit, this this fight's off. Damn it. Uh Giga and, and Josh Emmett. That sucks. That sucks. All right, let's get to the next to the next uh, uh podcast, guys. Uh Twitter at Matt Martin, big Marcel24. I'm looking at your thing, it's it screwed me up for a sec. But uh like, share, subscribe, do all that stuff, guys. And I know there's some people that do listen to the audio version, and I try to put it up the next day. There's been a few times where I forgot and uh because I do it all manually, right? Like I don't we don't have a team here, it's just me and Marcel. And you know, Marcel, I wish we had like a intern. We should hire like an intern to like to be our bitch, our whipping boy. Be like, yo, you do this. I also want to give a shout out to Fight Talk only. He always gives us the artwork. Um, and uh the guy helps us out a lot, so I wanted to give him a shout out. Anyways, we're gonna start the new uh show in a second here, guys. Just stay tuned to my Twitter and Marcel's. We're gonna tweet it out and talk to you guys in a few minutes. Peace. <laughs>